Amy, on this podcast, we try to always offer useful takeaways. And if you learn nothing else from us, learn this useful parenting lesson by Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 are the ultimate parent hack, the best diaper to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. Instead of ordinary diaper tabs, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your wild child. Pampers Cruisers 360 makes it so easy to change your baby. Who probably doesn't stop moving just because they need a diaper changed? Just slide on to apply and away they go. And fear not, parents. Pampers Cruisers 360 offers an up to 100% leak-free fit. And they just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we say more? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. I just, I, I, I oppose the idea that your kid needs to spend the summer learning. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood with Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. I totally, uh, I'm, I, think, I think I'm more on, on your side than you think about this. I mean, I do think that summer is for relaxing. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas. So you don't have to. Again, that's sort of my true north is how do I get my kids to that place where they have no choice but to be outside with their friends making up a game. Welcome to the What Fresh Hell podcast. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And today we're talking about our plans for the summer or our kids' plans for the summer. And and, and hopefully at some point those will overlap. Well, they hopelessly overlap right now, right? Yeah, I, too my, much overlapping yes, for me. Yes, the more, the more like plans my kids have, the better for me. I think. Well, to an, to an extent. What are your kids doing for the summer? Well, I don't know yet. I have to figure this out. This is this is very, very opportune. This but... is invisible workload. I feel like we were talking in the, um, what podcast was it that we were talking about invisible workload? Dividing the workload, I believe. Right. The Dividing the Workload <laughs> podcast. We were talking about the invisible workload. And this is such an example that like the second you see a crocus, you're like, oh my God, summer. I got to so make much. summer plans. So many moving parts and you can't sign up for karate camp until you hear back when this is going sure. to be and your cousin's baptism and this and this, right? That's that's sort of how right. it goes. Like everything is interlocking, but nothing falls in place in time. It's like there's some term for that kind of like, it's not a, um, what do you call those um, machines where like the ball drops and then it rolls through... Um, like a pinball machine? No, like a, no. There's Rube a Goldberg. A Rube Goldberg. It's not <laughs> quite a Rube Goldberg machine because that's not the right metaphor. But like, it's this incredibly complicated apparatus with all of these moving pieces. Yes. For something that used to literally involve go outside when we were children. I don't want to see you until the streetlights come on. And here's a popsicle like once every seven hours that's yes popsicles are those like ices those like long tubes oh of, of, the uh, like food um, coloring. chemical sludge in the plastic <laughs> packages Chem sludge, yeah. oh my god those were delicious so I was, and also then it became in juice form did you have those like big even my mom was like i'm not getting that the gallon jug we used to call it bug juice yes of like blue juice they were called huggies 
in our area, and they were little Huggies? plastic, little plastic barrels. Oh, those were awesome, and they were single serve. Yeah, single serve little plastic barrels with foil on the top. I think they were called Huggies. There were no Huggy diapers then. This was I've back never in the heard cloth of Huggies, diaper but day. This is like regional. We yeah. called it bug juice. And it came in like a gallon. It was like that. It was exactly the same thing as antifreeze, but it just was like had a label that said like kids should drink this on it. So if it was 1981, pretty much all we would have to worry about is, is getting enough bug juice around for the whole neighborhood. Right. Backed up like in, in our cellar Pack stairway. of Wonder Bread, little bologna, <laughs> and we'd some be mustard, set. and you're set for the summer. I feel like as I look at my kids' summer plans, and of course different age groups have different needs, I do sort of try to create something that resembles in a great way what my summer was which was so unstructured and as you said go outside until it starts to get dark and then How come back home possible for dinner for you though in the middle of new york city that well, seems yeah. like we leave for a lot of the summer oh, okay. so we, we rent a house out on long island for part of the summer we go on vacation my kids go to sleepaway camp so our 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 summer is very chopped okay, up so you're out of the city so you have some downtime a lot of time. yeah even if we're in the city we're gonna... i like how you said long island you can say hamptons you're fancy. We can be go to the Hamptons. All right, all right, all right. What's wrong with the Hamptons? Sex in the City, Amy Wilson. I, it's so, it's so not what. Uh, well, it it can be. It can be Sex in the City. I know you're hanging out with P Diddy. You don't have to be ashamed. You know, uh, Jennifer Lopez was down the street once. I think you mean J Lo. J Lo was down the street. That's what once. I hear all of her friends call her. She, yeah. She she's was not, on your block. She's not having this. She doesn't listen to this podcast, but I'm sure even she has yes, to worry about it. Of course she twins. does. She has six-year-old twins getting into here and Who there needs and everywhere. this podcast more than Jayla? So, okay, so I don't want to overschedule my kids because I think that the summer vacation thing is all about the the unstructured time, go outside and figure something out. I think that that's the point of summer vacation. However, right in this day and age in New York City, and I think in 2017 in general, these kids... Your kid needs to be learning Chinese all summer or they're going to fall uh, Well, behind. yeah. I mean, I wasn't even going to say that. I was just going to say, if you let them do whatever they want, they'll be inside playing Clash of Clans all summer. You yeah, need so to that's the make flip side. them leave. That's the unstructured flip side. It's like, we didn't really have the option of playing video games for 12 hours straight. Right. And so we... Spent the summers growing up at my grandmother's house in a town called Milford, Connecticut. It was right so would, on the beach. Would you pack up and... and we would and pack up and head for the summer. And like so mad men ask, my dad would just add like an hour to his commute because there was still a commuter rail that ran up there past, you know, from New York City. So he would like come home at like 7 p.m. with his briefcase and like change into his Bermuda shorts and his t-shirt. I mean, it was very mad men. And we, it was almost completely unstructured. I mean, there was really no plans all day. I think occasionally we would like take a tennis lesson or something, but I just have such, but, but there was no like get off your iPads and go outside. There was no, there was one, there were no like, iPads, right? Seven inch TV in the living room that had four channels. And, you know, we weren't going to sit inside and watch One Life to Live. So we were like, let's go to the jetty and explore and, we would get these fantastically horrible sunburns and like just make, we would go out to the, the it had low tide with sandbars and we would co concoct elaborate stuff. Like, is it possible that I'm misremembering that? I mean, I'm sure it wasn't that idyllic and I'm sure it was kind of a nightmare for my parents, but it was definitely unstructured. And so we have built a little bit of this into our summer. 
because you are about to be so jealous of me, everyone listening to this podcast, because <laughs> I have a very, very good situation. The day school lets out, we leave for Texas, which is where my husband's family is from. Fairly small town, West Texas. Um, I'm not that jealous yet because we're talking about Texas and- Yeah, yeah, and it's 112 degrees. So <laughs> okay. that part's not good, but wait until you hear the awesome part of this. Go ahead, I'm ready for the awesome part. We go on like the 26th or 27th, whenever the kids get out of school. We stay through July 4th. July 5th, David and I leave and we leave the kids there for another two and a half weeks. Shut the front door. I do it. Two and, and a half weeks of Camp Grandma, huh? Bomb. And it's so awesome. And when we first started doing it, we've been doing it since our oldest was like a year old. We've done it forever. Like, I'll leave a baby behind. I have no <laughs> qualms. I'm like, here you go. Take this infant. Here's a bottle. Goodbye. Um, and then... The first year, David and I were like, we got to make a trip. I think we went to Vegas. We were like, we're free, da, 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 da. And then what we realized is like, why are we spending money at this time? Like, we have, there's nothing to escape from. Last year, we came home. I would go to the farmer's market on Saturday and buy like burrata and like make like these amazing like burrata on toast with like a vinaigrette on top. Stuff that my kids would never eat. Ah. And I would make a giant platter of delicious food that my kids wouldn't eat. And we watch Game of Thrones for like five hours a day. We watched the entire thing from start to finish in like six days. <laughs> and it was amazing. So for those of us who don't have in-laws that will take our kids for two and a half weeks oh, in the summer. I'm I mean, maybe, maybe they would. I've never asked. Um, but but that's that's a pretty good setup. But what do it's your kids amazing. do? Do they have cousins there? Are they like yeah, out back so they have for cousins bugs? there. What do they, do? they have cousins there. There's a pool, basically. So like... They're my in-laws, you know, take them over to the pool. And then the pool has like a little shack that serves chicken fingers. Like they eat nothing but chicken nuggets. They come back and like, it's definitely like, okay, here's what a vegetable looks like again. We're going to do this from scratch. Like it's a little bit wild and wooly. Um, but yeah, they just, they hang out, they play. It's pretty unstructured. I think and my days get very unstructured. Seriously. Let me tell you, I open my eyes in the morning and I'm like, guess what? There is no one looking for me. Again, I'm not trying to rub this in people, but just because I'm a genius, don't be angry. <laughs> like, just because you I married well. Oh, God, did I? I married well on every single level, but this might might be his crowning jewel. He holds doors for you. He holds doors. He's very handsome. And let me tell you, his parents take my kids for two and a half weeks every summer. That's pretty good. So, um, but for the rest of us, the, okay, the, for the rest of you, for the rest suckers. of us, go outside, go outside and find a bunch of kids running around the neighborhood. Like no, I said, that that's not exist. really, it doesn't exist in New York city. It doesn't exist in a lot of other places either. My, I send my boys to sleepaway camp for three weeks each summer. And there is a part of that, their day, I think it's three to 5 PM. And it's called like B block time. It doesn't matter what it's called, but they, they, it's a time when the counselors step back and they are there and they're observing and they're around, but it's entirely kid-led activities on this big field. And the waters, the waterfront is open. Right. And it's and like basically like just free play, but it's not unstructured activity. Right. But the camp directors in turn direct these college students to say, Don't don't you start the volleyball game. Let let one of the kids start it. Let them divide up teams and then you can play if you want. But and and the camp director explained to me and I totally 
totally bought this line of thinking that that's what's missing from kids today. They don't know how to make up their own game without anybody, any adult setting the rules, refing it, helping them pick sides in a way that hurts nobody's feelings or whatever. Right. right. These no, kids and I think that's right. need that. And so they, and that's their favorite part of the day are, the, are these, these silly games that they make up trash ball and frisbee golf and they become sort of part of the camp lore, but it's all kid led. And I think that that, so yeah, so I'm, I'm paying to send my kids to the woods of New Hampshire to make sure they learn how to make up a game called frisbee golf because I'm not <laughs> sure they would otherwise. And I do that's think that's what you, that's summer's That's where for. you're investing your hard earned money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... I think that's it, though. I mean, it, it, there isn't the thing of like bug juice and bologna sandwiches and out you go the front door and come back in seven hours. That's not you're not going to find that if they go out for seven hours, like someone's going to just bring the police will bring them back and you will be arrested. And that's not going to be fun. Right. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing. So we come back from our Nirvana, which is our three weeks away. And then my kids go to town camp, as we call it. It's just like the rec center in our town has a little camp. It's like a bunch of teenagers in like orange t-shirts. They take them to the pool. They do some crafts at the school. It's at their school, but then it's also at our, our town pool. And it's very recreational. You know, it's not really like you will spend an intensive six weeks learning new skills. It's like you will go and have water gun fights with your friends and go to like the local amusement park on Fridays and see a movie on Tuesdays and it's like very chill which I like I think that's it they have to be with other kids and so maybe you do have to pay some money to make sure that occurs and then but then within that you want the structure to be pretty loose because yeah and our town camp is cheap as dirt you know like there's nothing to it but it's not I just I, I I oppose the idea that your kid needs to spend the summer learning well, that, that's a good segue to the summer slide. Oh, don't tell me about the summer slide. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk to you about the summer slide. I reject I think you, you need summer to slide. Take it in, I, I, I jump upon you and I slide down you, summer slide. <laughs> I don't fear the summer slide. I embrace it. You go backwards down the summer slide, head first. With the summer slide, I think you probably already know, with the summer slide, it re- refers to that kids lose a grade level or so of reading and math every summer. And so these teachers have to spend the first month of school getting them back to where they were when they finished in in May. But that must have been true with us too, right? I mean, we were doing oh, I'm sure it juice. was. Like, I don't know. Is that so terrible, the summer slide? I know well, it depends. I, I mean, I it depends on on the kid. I'm I have a kid who who needs some support to read at grade level. So for that kid, yeah, the summer slide kind of So matters. I do too. I do kid. too. So I have a kid who struggles and I will say that I'm much more uh, invested and interested in keeping him always reading and like but so in some ways the summer was a good time for us. So my son was struggling with like, he's always been a really strong reader, like picking out words, but his reading comprehension was struggling. And so last summer, I was sort of worried about that. And I decided to get a bunch of books that were the novelizations of movies that he'd already seen. Mm. So I was like, okay, so you've already seen, you like, you like the movie Cloudy with the Chance of Meatball. So now we're going to read the novelization of it. And then... Just as like a summer project, we printed out pictures of all the characters from the movie 
And then as we were reading the story, we would hold up the right characters and sort of like help him visualize and remember like the story. And this sounds like the kind of mom I would punch in the face, like I'm making puppets and reading stories to my kid. But like there was something about it being summer that made it like it was kind of fun to do. Like we would swim for a couple of hours and then we would come home and be like, all right, every time we're done with our summer fun, we come and read for an hour. Whereas during the year to find an hour to sit and read together was really challenging. That's the truth. So I think if you have a kid who struggles, you have to be a little creative. And the other thing that we did is he kept a journal all summer. So he helped to work on his writing too. Like he had to write three sentences every day in this journal about what happened. So he this was his second grade summer. So I definitely think there are ways to creatively keep academic orientation in the picture for the summer and one of the things now my son is struggling with memorizing the multiplication tables oh yeah i'm here too oh thank god i'm like whoa did we tears fourth grade multiplication table was fourth grade i remember mr van wart's class if you got in trouble and nowadays like people's head would explode if you did this you had to write the times tables out that was your punishment if you got in trouble in the fourth grade but that was the whole thing was like, you only have to memorize your time tables by the end of the fourth grade. Now it's like end of the third grade. Oh, yeah. There are hot tears at my house when it's suggested that perhaps we might, uh, they can't be recited to me. That's beyond have the pale. You got, have you downloaded the horrible multiplication song off of iTunes? Multiplication. <laughs> We're learning our multiplication. No. I'm probably like violating a copyright now. And then it's like a rap and it's like two times one is two. Two times two is four. And it does the entire multiplication. But I think I'm, I'm trying to get my son to listen to it because I think that's actually how his mind works. We had, we for, for my uh, older kids, we had a uh, Schoolhouse Rock DVD that collected all the multiplication things. And I don't know where that is now. That's well, underneath the You should be able to get on YouTube, right? Yeah. Post a link to that, would you, no, on that, the show page? You make, it, you make it fun. I'm trying to resist doing, doing things that involve more time in front of a screen. But times tables, I guess, is just one of those necessary evils. I'm just going to play that song whenever we're in the car until everyone in our family goes clinically insane. That's my. That's a plan. good idea. Like, when, no, as soon as you learn it, we can stop listening to this. I reject fundamentally the idea that you need to make summer about learning beyond like you should be reading, you should be doing educational stuff, hit a museum every once in a while, like it wouldn't kill you. Um, but. I, I don't know. I'm never sending my kids to like Mandarin camp. You know, it depends on the kid. And y'all can get like way ahead of me online in life because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It depends on the kid and what they need. And like my, I okay, said, what my, kid needs Mandarin camp though? Oh, I don't know about Mandarin camp, but my, my, my oldest child went to physics camp in California for three weeks last summer. But he's in high school. Well, he's going to be. He was going in eighth grade. So it was. It was that was a big step for me to send. He a thir- wanted to go a thirteen year old. Well, he was going with a friend. Yeah. Oh wait, did I update you that I sent my kids alone on a plane? Oh yes, that was yes exactly. And I sent him alone on right. the plane. Right, you were freaking out about sending your thirteen year old alone. Yeah, on Yeah, and he missed his connection, and and, he, and here he is. So he probably learned as much from that as right. he did from, That's from the camp. camp. But he he had a really good time. He loved it, and and he did get out of that sort of learning is fun but he's in this specific place yes where he's applying to high school which in new york city is a whole thing and he needed to sort of we needed to sort of test out his aptitude for really being challenged and he came home from that thinking it was fun so we said okay so that that helped us shape what kind of high school we were looking for him to go to if he came home like that was so boring and why did you send me to that then i think i would have um maybe you know applied to some other places so 
it, for us, it was useful information, and he got something out of it, but he's not going to be a, a physics major or anything, I don't think. And he, and he went because his friend was going. Hmm. I can't. And, and I want to weeks. judge you for sending your child to physics camp, but I can't because I'm not sure if that's age appropriate. But my, if it's what age appropriate, I think <laughs> when I hear that is like, wow, you sent your kids to physics camp, weirdo. But but then I also sent him to three weeks in the woods. If he was seven, I would be like, you need to go. But I think it might be appropriate for high school. But I'm still feeling a little judgy about physics camp. They need to do more than nothing, and they need well, to. Okay, well, yeah. how about this? What if physics camp? He doesn't. He didn't know anything about physics, so it was sort of let me try something new. I think the summer thing can be about let's try something new. My my middle guy is trying to sell me on soccer camp this summer, and we're looking at a video of it. And I was thinking, like, you do this all, he has soccer practice three times a week, and you're going to go to soccer practice every day in the hot summer for four hours? I don't know. I don't think that's what I want him to be doing with this summer. Not that I want him to be doing, uh, I, I don't know, physics instead, but I kind of think, like, you do that already. Summer, summer is to do to something different. It's it can mm. it, which can be I think shift, we've hit a down rare disagreement on our podcast, which doesn't happen all that often. This is what I think we should do. I think we, this is a good place for us to break, and then we're going to come back and discuss a little who's bit right? more. Who's right? Who's right? <laughs> Physics camp weirdo or laid back cool person me? We'll be right back after we play this comedy bit. intimidation across the nation you can't just let it ride or you'll be stuck with the kid who flunks out because you forgot about summer slide get out the math worksheets get out all the flashcards now don't forget the language tutor all you need is free time your free time You've got a lot to spare Kids don't need that much Just ten minutes per subject Per grade, per day, per week Oh, it doesn't matter what they do If they're bored, it's all on you So come on, every mom in summer nation Forget relaxing, it's your kid's vacation It's just summer with kids whining on repeat The bathing suits are damp At physics camp Dancing with the geeks Across the ocean blue Me and you are 
our minivans just freak. But we can have rosé in 80 more days or 11.5 more weeks. Margaret, exciting news. I am about to have a new baby nephew. And believe it or not, this will be my 13th nephew. Amy, you're ready to give up your amateur status. You're a pro aunt at this <laughs> yes. point. Our family has seen a lot of babies. And as soon as they start standing or walking, I send them all a whole lot of Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 don't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, they have a unique 360 degree stretchy waistband that moves with your newly mobile little one. Pampers Cruisers 360 offer a gap-free fit that is up to 100% leak-proof, crucial once your baby is quite literally up and at And that gap-free fit helps prevent your baby from taking off their diaper, a habit you do not want them to get into. You can say that again. And Pampers Cruisers 360 just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we even elaborate on the need for that, friends? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, when you've got kids, as just about everybody listening to this right now does, you're probably looking at what they eat and seriously wondering how they could possibly be getting all of the vitamins and minerals they need to grow big and strong. That's why Haya was created, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin for kids. Haya fills the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full-body nourishment our kids need. And yes, even your picky eaters will approve. I know mine does. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables. Then it's supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals to help support our kids' growing brains and bodies. And Haya vitamins are sent straight to your door, which means you set it and forget it and give yourself one less thing to worry about. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash fresh. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H, HayaHealth.com slash fresh to get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. 
Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Okay, so we're back. And we were discussing Amy's freakish need to send her kids to physics camp and my insanely strong belief that <laughs> summer is just about bug juice and relaxing. I totally, uh, I'm, I, think, I think I'm more on, on your side than you think about this. I mean, I do think that summer is for relaxing. It's for doing something different. It doesn't have to be intense, but it should be different. And, beca- and because relaxing and drinking bug juice is different, staying up too late is, too, is different. And this is definitely an area where we're like, we have the different, different ages. We have the different age kids. So like my five-year-old should be like drinking bug juice, running in the sprinkler, like getting, you know, eating hot dogs. So basic. And then I know that like certainly my nephews by high school, my, my brother has four kids and like some of their kids had summers where they were like, I really want to learn German. And that's what they would study over the summer. But like one of their kids who's, super bright and extremely accomplished and she ended up as a young person becoming a CIT at like a real like archery swimming boating you know camp Anawana kind of camp and she's that's what she's done every summer so she always just goes back to that camp she became a counselor and now she works there and stuff but yeah I guess it's you have to it has to be a little bit child-led too it is it is child-led and it's age group led because this is so my, my oldest, he's 14 now going into high school, like you said. When I was 14, I had a job, and it wasn't so taxing. I think I worked 15 hours a week, sort of three hours, 12 to 3, five days a week in an office. I wore a skirt, and I typed from the, from the time I was 14 years old. Yeah, and that's another interesting thing because it's like summer job. Like what happened to that? jobs. Ha- half of teens in the 70s and 80s had summer jobs, right? Lifeguards scooping ice cream or like I said, working in an office. And now only about a third do. I got a paid third. $3 an hour, but I learned how to I learned how to uh, run an office. I was I will say we didn't really have summer jobs, but part of it is we went away for the summer. We always went to my grandma's and so like that was always part of our life and then it was like well, we weren't going to get a job up there really, but I, my, the summer after my senior in high school, which is a little late, I worked at Baskin Robbins that summer and like, yeah, get it, get a job. What about that? Right. That, that there's nothing necessarily relaxing about that, but I think it's a really important part of your summer and a 14 year old can give 15 or 20 hours a week to working, babysitting, whatever. Well, and this is something we've talked about before expectation management and like how you set up expectations around things. So we talked about this in the helping or helicoptering episode. Like if you helicopter your kid and then you're like, now go off to college and be independent, it's not going to work. And similarly, like summers, I feel like nowadays it's like people set their kids up for, with this expectation that like summer is like another Christmas, but it lasts for three straight months. It's every day is like a magical wonderland where, you know, unicorns come and ferry you around. It's like, it's summer. You're, I mean, right. go to the pool a little bit, get bored a little bit, you know, drink too much gross juice, eat too many hot dogs, and like get yelled at a lot to stay off your screens. But it's not, it doesn't have to be 90 days of like, it's a wonderland of entertainment. Well, that's it. And when you all of a sudden have a teenager who's taller than you are and who sleeps until 11 and then sort of grouses oh, that there's no more cereal. But that. But that, the they're not part. old enough to drive to the store. They're in this weird place where the sort of the world consider, considers them now too old to hold gainful employment. 
or even really to have an internship. I mean, he's a, he's a kid, but he's not right. for him to sit around and go in the pool all summer. I I, I don't know. I think he's just going to be on his cell phone the whole time. That right. it, it will be it will be a constant fight. And so yeah, get get thee to physics camp because so we, where you'll have to do your own laundry. It, if if it's really about fostering independence, I am sort of scrambling to figure out what is he going to do. On the one hand. This is his sort of last summer to be a kid before he's going to have to do start doing things to impress college admissions officers, which I, I agree sucks, but that's the way it is. He's going to have to have interesting things uh, with with his summer, and so this is the last one that he okay, could just, just do don't do that thing where you pay somebody to make him go build an orphanage. I will judge you okay. so badly. All right. No, there's like a whole thing where like there's like companies now that are like. Their whole rap is like they, you hire them to help your kid like start a business, open an orphanage in Haiti, like come up with a cure for malaria. But like Mm. they're really doing it, Mm -hmm. but your kid is just like the face of it. But it's just like something rich parents do. Yeah. All right. And it's super grotesque. I'm going to try to, uh, try to, if I hear about your kid opening an orphanage, I'm like going to come to your apartment and start yelling at people. I I have one, I have one very easy job you could do, which is my sister, as I mentioned the last episode, is about to have her fourth son in they're gonna she's gonna have four five and under so i mean he can he's welcome anytime seriously right like 6 a.m 2 a.m just just go up to your aunt's house and 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 like that's something that my nieces and nephews always did for me and for us and like i my my nephew would like come out on like the first week of his summer break and like i remember in my old house we had this playroom that was kind of crumbly and a mess and so my nephew and i I was like, I want to paint one of the walls as a chalkboard wall. It wasn't that complicated a project, but I was like, that week you're going to come out and we're going to do this project together. It was super fun. And like this summer, we're going to try to build a tree house. And like now, unfortunately, my nephews are like too old and they're like going to Russia and like working at Facebook right. and like doing all Building sorts of orphanages. stuff. But it's like, yeah, like they're like running the world and they don't necessarily want to come help me build a tree house. But it's like, I feel like that kind of stuff is so useful. And so it's more useful than Mandarin camp. That's to me. So, all right, so maybe summer then uh, is is about formative experiences, which can take many sorts. They can be, oh my gosh, I'm so bored. What are we going to do? Let's pretend we're going to the moon, right? That That's a formative experience. Mandarin camp is, is a, you know, that can be a, it, it just, it just should be it something. It could be formative, but this is what I would Different from the rest of the year. The more you form your own formative experience, the better off you are. That's mm, what I think. I like that. I just came up with Tweet it, but that. I think it might be Put really Put that on genius. a t-shirt. <laughs> but like the formative experience, which is like mom and dad paid $5,000 to this company to take me to Guatemala and help me build an orphanage. Yes. Will that kid still like see orphans and interact with people in a different country and like have a probably life-changing experience? Yes. But the more child-led the formative experience is uh, that's where I would lean to first and that's what I object to about like and 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 there's also a lot of weeks in the summer this is the thing we're three weeks first three weeks I'm not going to go back into it because I know people want to kill me but like (laughs) Texas paradise free free weeks first three weeks second three weeks town camp then we basically have only three weeks left and so the last week we go up to the lake with my sister's family. And so there's two weeks between end of town camp and week at the lake, which is our last week of summer, basically. And those two weeks we call mommy camp. And it's like, we like go to the meet. We kind of do something every day and like different kids get to pick what to do. And 
It's like I commit early on that like I have two weeks where I have to like really devote all day to the you kids. You earn your keep. Right, right. I have to earn my keep. Yeah. Exactly. It's like the two weeks of the summer. where, But it's kind of fun. It's like, and I try to let the kids pretty much pick the activities and already the kids, they spend a night on the Intrepid in New York City for, for Boy Scouts. They're like, we want to go back to the Intrepid. Like, okay, we'll do that. And we'll just like try to find a real variety of activities that week. But the more, the the older they get, the more it's like those weeks start to become like, all right, what do you want to do? You know, like what what's interesting to you? Right. And it, it also, does get a little harder. It gets it gets a, a little harder when they get older. They want to be, can a, can a friend come stay with them? Can they go stay with a friend? And I guess, so I guess that's what you do. They don't, they don't want to be in their house looking at their brother or the Xbox. They, they, yeah, they get I mean, bored real does, fast. But also maybe in those two weeks, like, my daughter just like saw ballerina somewhere and she's been like, oh, I really want to take ballet. I really want to do ballet. And I'm like, all right, well, that might be a good time to see if there's like a one week ballet camp for her, you know, or I, I think it, especially when kids are young, when you're talking about the thing of like physics camp, Mandarin camp, like that should just not be the majority of your summer, like intense learning. Well, that so that leads to a related point. Uh, my kids, I think, have the longest summer of of anybody in my Facebook feed. Anyone, anyone, and and you and I both live in the Northeast, where school still starts after Labor Day, or at least around Thank Labor Day. Goodness. Thank when goodness. Thank goodness. That's a, what the I The thing say. I hated in LA when I lived in Los Angeles, school started August thirteenth. I was like, I'm moving just for this. It's a ridiculous time to start school. <laughs> August 13th? In Putnam County, Tennessee, summer uh, goes from May 25th to July 23rd. They start school in July in Tennessee. I don't I don't understand this this creep backwards, backwards, backwards. Oh, my God. If backwards. you live in Putnam County, please reach out to us and tell yeah. us how you're Are you okay? We, we, we're worried for you. <laughs> Are you guys okay? But and, and if you go to if you live in Putnam County, Tennessee, and you go to Mandarin Camp, which is probably a pretty oh, please small... call me right away, Putnam right. County Mandarin Camp people. I need to talk. In to the you. Venn diagram, that's probably not very many kids. But <laughs> I'll even take physics camp. But that's all they'd have. They would like three weeks of, at physics camp, and now it's time to go back. We we have I have eons of time. I we have three full months of vacation. So I mean, so I I do feel. I mean, talk to me August 15th, and maybe I'll say summer's too long, but most of the year, I think, give me a long summer. I love it, and I think kids should get to have it. Yeah, and I mean, always we're talking about issues that affect people really differently depending on their circumstances. So one of the things that's really difficult is like last summer I was working. Very challenging. So I had to basically replicate their school schedule almost exactly with camp. Which I basically did. Like camp is eight to three, so it's basically the same as school, which was great. Like I could keep all my childcare the same and stuff, but I know for people who are working, like summer's really challenging. Can't have any gaps. You have to like, you don't get those two weeks where it's like, this is our free week. We'll spend the morning at the pool and spend the afternoon like playing in the yard. Like you do not have that. Summer slide, much more difficult for people who are working uh, you know, all sorts of people have like different experiences with all of this stuff. Yeah, and I think what some you people s- don't have the opportunity to be like, let me make puppets and read this story with you all day. Right. Again, again, we're we're in this we're in this day and age where it's it's uh, it's supposed that we are supposed to sort of curate our kids' things. I, mean, I I I think your teacher would be very your child's teacher 
will be very happy to hear that you're spending so much dedicated time with your uh, child on his reading, which I think you're supposed to do, but that was just not the the expectation back in the day. My, my, my summer activity used to be, when I was too young to have the job, when I was 11 or 12, I'd walk to the library with my friend Gina, and um, we'd get like stacks of books, and we were competing for who could have whose tree could have the most leaves on it and the summer yeah, yeah, library yeah. reading club oh my god we did that too and i'm like and that was all they we still did. do that i feel like i can't sell my but like that we were three siblings three and three years and you would get a little book and like it would have stamps or something or yeah you would it leaves on the tree and you would go and the whole thing was like how many books could you read in the summer we were just easier to please. I, I we also were way recall, into that, way into that. <laughs> I recall long summer afternoons taking my mother's S&H green stamps and sponging oh. them and putting them into booklets so we could go get wow, a blender. Wow, did you just, we're old. I think people so have no idea what old. we're talking about, but oh my God, like, and just leafing through that catalog of what you were going to get with those stamps. <laughs> the greatest days of all days. But also then, like, my sister and I love, we spent, hours every summer playing a game we called charlie's angels sure there was only two of us so we got to pick which angel we wanted to be and then we would get our mom to put our hair in a style that we grew up calling rich girls hairstyle (laughs) which involved like just putting the top of your hair in a ponytail so like just you know like just the top part and then the other part was long how does that read as as rich girl i can't have no idea but we just that's how it was always referred to it was never questioned i would just be like mom would you put my hair in rich girls and it meant like that, like just like the top of your hair. You know what I'm saying? Goes in a ponytail. And then it was time to char- play Charlie's Angels. And we would ride around on our bikes through our neighborhood. And, fight and I don't even You'd know what crime. part of that was Charlie's Angels. We got a special hairdo and we would ride our bikes. And that was playing Charlie's Angels. Well, and I feel nothing, like we did it for bad. hours. Nothing bad happened to that neighborhood that summer. Not with you two. Oh, around. no. Not with the Angels on patrol. Yeah. Um, All right. So it's, so, so it's about getting our kids out of the house, making stuff up. Have Did you ever see the show Phineas and Ferb, the cartoon? Yes. I mean, it's amazing, and it's on Netflix. So if your kids don't watch Phineas and Ferb, they should be watching Phineas and Ferb. Mom, and- we're making a title sequence. Yeah. No. The- Mom, Ferb is making it. What is it? Mom, Phineas is making a title sequence. They, they, That's it. They, 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 but the whole sort of premise of the show is that each episode, the whole show, they're on summer vacation, and each episode is one day a summer vacation. And... It's summer vacation is so precious, and so we have to do something really great today. And it's these kids, right, thinking they're going to send monkeys to the moon or whatever each episode is, and their sister trying to foil their exploits. Their stepbrothers, the sister's trying to foil their exploits, but she never can. And they kind of really do send monkeys to the moon, or at least in their... It's a little Calvin and Hobbes, but it seems like they really achieve these crazy things they set out to do. And it's all about kids unfettered imagination when they're a little bit bored the things that you come up with when you have nothing else to do and so I just again that's sort of my true north is how do I get my kids to that place where they have no choice but to be outside with their friends making up a game right but like as you said that's the imagined version of that it's like all those like uh, Facebook memes that are like imagined version and it's like the lady in the water like flipping her hair back and it looks like a rainbow and then it's like real version and it's like the lady like getting swatted in the face with her hair like Mm -hmm. real imagined version is like my kids are just gonna roam free ride bikes and drink bug juice like we used to do and the real version is my kids are going to play disney infinity for six hours a day 
And that is that that that's you got to fight that. And I do think like having some structure and having some activities and having some camp stuff that you do is great. I don't know. I think I have a chip on my shoulder that like I'm kind of the lazy mom and I feel like those Mandarin camp moms and <clears throat> physics camps moms are <laughs> like ruining the curve. For I don't me, know. You any. know, <laughs> no. but you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you're just screwing. Like, I just want my kid to relax. But like, why am I sitting up nights being like Amy sending her kid to physics camp? Oh, my God, mm. I shouldn't be letting my kid like loll around the pool. No, um, that's that's that, and that's but, definitely but everybody a part of needs it. to calm down, too, because like. I mean, there are people whose kids struggle, live in tough places, don't have access to good education. Like, if you live in the rare air of, like, your kids go to a decent school, they're getting a good education. Like, relax. They're not going to, you know, they're already playing soccer. Like you said, like, relax, everybody. Mm -hmm. You don't need to. It's not a treadmill where it's like, we got to keep running all summer. We'll fall behind the other People, especially the Wilsons, who are at physics camp, like that's not the equation, right? I'm it, so bitter about that. Physics it's you camp. really are. It was the physics of sports. Does that make you feel better? It was like, a I, little bit. How do I make this race car go faster than that race car? I mean, I don't know. But at the I, end, it's that yeah. the fact that he's older is fine. If he was mm. seven, I would just be really irritated. Oh yeah. But no, I mean he's almost in high school. It's fine. Go to physics camp. Summer is a care. time for formative experiences, and as you said, the more you're forming them yourself, the kid, the better. And sometimes formative experiences that are bad. I mean, get my husband talking about his high school summers. He held a uh, stop and go slow sign on a construction site on a road, like the person you drive by yeah. that is holding the sign. Yeah, that was him. And he said, for, he, he, he always tells a story that his first day, for about the first hour, he was sort of like, I'm making sixteen seventy five an hour, like at money bags. And then sixteen seventy five. I don't know what it was. It was a lot of money for a high school kid in the 80s. So maybe it wasn't that much, but it was, it was a lot. It was a lot more than I was making in the office. But that's because you're standing on blacktop Hot for concrete. Yeah. eight hours a day. And he said by sort of lunchtime of the first day, he just was dreaming of grad school like your I husband get out has a lot of bitter making formative experiences raking the shag carpet <laughs> this is the second time yes. i've heard the construction and then he had to come home like, and, and he's the guy who like walked uphill both ways to school exactly like, every day in the snow exactly so I like it get him talking about get who, who should be taking out the garbage it. exactly but yeah. he but it, that was formative that was formative for him yeah and then, you know he did okay then he then he came yes. home and so i think out. our takeaways basically are have some structure. Keep them off screens. It's not going to be like 70 summer, rich girl, hairstyles, Charlie's <laughs> Angels, bike riding, bug juice, bologna sandwiches. We're not going back to that. But that's a good sort of um, uh, but it's a touch true north. That's a touchstone right, for it's us. It's a true north. Help them find unstructured time that does not involve screens. And doesn't um, involve you uh, filling it for them, right? That, that make up, go make up a game. Right. And and if they have siblings or if they have friends, like go have some unstructured run around the yard free time and then look within the formative experiences of summer to help as little as possible with the forming of those formative experiences. And if anybody has a summer job for my teenager, you can let me know. <laughs> but But it should not be. Not uh, holding, holding a sign a, in the road. Holding a construction sign. His, his hands are too soft for that, I think. Oh, my 
He's, he's weak. Weak. He's a physics camper. He can't do that. Yeah, no, no, no. You can't expect that from the physics. If anyone needs a rocket designed to Mars, <laughs> he did go to physics camp, so he should be able to take care of that. He has you. to do, he has to do for his high school this summer, he has to do a, a service project. He has to do, which it will, could take him five minutes, but he has to do a random act of kindness once a week all summer. So, I mean, that's that's going to be the poster in our he kitchen. He can come clean out my minivan for me. That would be a random <laughs> act of kindness. Oh, Good, I'll mark hired. you down. Third week of but July. But it's free. because volunteer. I wouldn't want to corrupt his soul by paying him. That's uh, right. So that's summer. And the biggest thing about summer is like, you, y'all better get going. It's summertime in, it's almost summer now. Like you only have three months to prepare for summer. And as we moms know, that means like fire's on. Seriously. Get going. Uh, so we want to hear what are your summer plans? What does summer mean at your house? And are you pro or anti physics camp? What do you, you think about the summer us. slide? That's what I want to know about. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna advocate. Slide. That's not a thing. Don't even weigh in on that. That's not a thing. I'll How about you. is your summer too too short? Because I think we'll hear some interesting. That's true. Is your summer too short? When do you lots go back to, to school? Lots to discuss. So come find us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash what fresh hellcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Hellfresh, or you can go to our website, which is whatfreshhellpodcast.com. And there's actually a nifty new thing on our website. If you look on, over on the right sidebar of our website, it says, what topics would you like to hear us talk about? You can click on that. You can send us a voice message right from the website and tell us what you want to hear us talk about on the show or what you liked or didn't like about a past episode. We would really love to hear from you. Or how right I am about things. <laughs> That's always a good topic for a voicemail. Another way we'd love to hear from you is for you to go to iTunes and review the podcast. That really helps uh, keep our ratings up, helps new people find the podcast. And basically, you have to stop listening now and go start filling out immunization forms for your kids' camp (laughs) because you know you're behind on that. Get cracking. Get cracking, and we will see you in two weeks. Thanks, everyone. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff.